Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Hope Church. We're glad you're here. Top off your coffees. Come on down to the sanctuary if you can hear this back in the fellowship hall. And let's worship. morning. Would you please stand for our call to worship? From Psalm 33, verses 1 through 5. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. 
He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us to come together to worship you and we thank you for this beautiful home that you've built for us to be able to gather and sing your praises and study your word lord we invite you to be with us now uh just take your place in our heart uh guide us as we uh sing these songs as we study your word uh just make your presence known lord among your people and uh just let your mercy shine as we study and worship you today lord it's in your son's holy and precious name we pray amen
Our reading this morning comes from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. Beloved, let our love, ugh, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him.
Father, this is what we were thankful for, that uh, we don't come worthy in in and of ourselves um, to come to you, but you make this possible with the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, and that is what makes us clean, and that is why we gather here this morning. So help us, Lord, help us um, to have open ears, open hearts, help us to know and understand what you have for us here this morning. We pray for your blessing over our pastor, uh, Pastor Tom, and his daughter, uh, Annie, who are going to share uh, share from the word together this morning. Um, just pray that your spirit would be with them um, and that they would uh, be able to impart what you would like us to hear and know this morning from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to Hope. Good morning, Annie. Good morning. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. All right. I'm on time. I made it. <laughs> um, on time. Would you care to define that? She does. See? She does. I was here so I could preach. I, I was here before you started talking. I'm on time. Interesting. Interesting way of looking at that. So, (laughs) if you are visiting with us, or if you have any prayer requests, we have a great way for you to communicate with us. It's on this little slip of paper that's in your bulletin. Uh, Just fill it out, put it in the box in the back of the room on your way out, and we will take it from there. Um, Several things going on around here that you should know about, and perhaps uh, first of all, I should remind you of our website and our member portal that you can find at hopeisreal.org. Our bulletin 
news is updated there so you can know what's going on if uh, you know your bulletin blows out your car window or something like that. Um, but uh, please check that out and log into our member portal if you've not already done so. Uh, and then we've got a bunch of stuff going on in our youth group. Yes. Okay. So the youth have taken over the portal, the portable in the, like, at the back of the church building. I don't know. It's back there. Um, and so we are finishing up flooring right now. Um, and we have, we've gotten, like, a few donations, like some bean bags. Um, I don't know what else, just random things. Um, if there's anything else that y'all want to donate, like a couch or I don't know, anything you're getting rid of, um, I think my number and Zach's number and Chris's number are all in there. So you can text one of us and we can pick it up. Um, yeah. No, I, I won't answer a call. Don't call me. <laughs> That's just weird. Nobody does that anymore. Um, and then get with it, Rusty. <laughs> um, and then September sixteenth is our like wh our weird whatever that thing is the ball ball youth group, youth group kickoff. kickoff. Yes. Um, don't know what we're doing, so um, there's the date. I can assure you, it will be messy. Bring That's trash bags. Yes, you might want to wear a trash bag. I would recommend cutting a hole in it and poking your head through the hole. But for you, however you want to wear it, you just rock that trash bag and I'm here for you. Thanks. All right. Um, but um, yes, that should, um, when I say messy, I mean you're not going to want to put your kid in your car when I'm done. Is that perfectly clear? So we'll have some kind of hose or something hooked up and uh, pressure washer. Pressure washer, <laughs> yes. Um, one of those sheep dip tanks, you know, put them in there, get the ticks off. Anyway, um, that's coming up on September 16th. We are sort of shifting our thinking as it relates to, we were hoping a week from today, at one point we thought that we would have our grand opening service in our new building, open it up to the public. We realize we're not quite ready for prime time and all, all cylinders aren't quite yet firing. Uh, we still have some de decorations going up. We still have a little bit of yard work to do. Um, so we've shifted from the concept of grand opening and this is mainly because at one of our recent session meetings, I just made the comment, I'm renting an inflatable pink gorilla to put on top of the church for our grand opening. It was a joke, it was just a joke. but. Mark wasn't at the meeting. Mark is our responsible elder, and he usually takes notes. So Terry was filling in for him, and so Terry just puts in the notes of the session minutes. Pink Gorilla has been ordered. My wife sees the minutes. They, our wives get the email with all the minutes after the meeting is over, and she calls me into her office. Yes, that's a bit always, that's never good. It's never like, I just wanted to tell you I love you. It never works that way. Um, She's like, I have a couple things I need to talk about. I'm like, okay. First of all, I'm not sure we're ready for September the 9th. I'm like, okay. And what is this with the pink gorilla? I'm like, oh, that's happening. Because when I see a fire, I throw gasoline on it. That's, that's how I work. And uh, 
So, yes, thank you. And so, actually, she's still not entirely sure that I'm kidding. So if you say something like, I saw the pink gorilla box or something, that would just help me out a lot. Um, so uh, it's a, it is a horrible idea. Um, but that being said, we're going to shift this concept to that of an open house. And we will have church and we'll have a party afterwards. And we will eat and we will play and we will have fun. And this will be October the 7th for our open house. We are going to send out a postcard to uh, several thousand homes around us and just let people know this is our, uh, our arrival date for being ready for prime time, if you will. And so that will be happening. We will give each of you a copy of that postcard if you want to invite a friend or something like that. And we should have our overflow space set up by then so that if we have more people than we can handle in here, we have a way to accommodate that and some of us can give up our seats and let others be in here while we worship out there and we'll see how that goes. So that's what's going on in that respect. And uh, Lindsay, when does uh, Hope Fit kick back off? There she is. Hi, Carly. A week from tomorrow. All right. No, I have, a, I have a meeting that night. Yeah. All right. Yes. I am. I know I'm not ready, but I need to be there. So, all right. Very good. What do we do next? Think about it. Important people. The important people. If you are in fifth grade or younger, we invite you down for the children's chat at this time. Thanks. Yeah, you can do it. How are y'all doing today? Doing all right? Okay. What else is new? Whoops. Sorry, Carly. Can you just put that on the chair right there for me, please? Thank you. I did. All right. News about what? The pink gorilla. That's totally happening. I'm just kidding. Unless my wife is here. Is she here yet? Oh. We're good. So, where was I? The pink gorilla. So, Annie, what have we been learning about this summer? The Shema. The Shema. And the Shema means what? Listen. Or you can put it on the floor. Here, I'll move down with you. No, because she'll hurt herself. What? There. There, Rusty. She's taller than me now. Hi. How's the weather up there? So the Shema means what, Annie? It means to listen. And the first word of the Shema is? Hear. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. You shall Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your strength, soul, soul. and with all of your strength, might. Might. In the, in the ESV, it's might. Okay. So what, what are you supposed to know 
that our God is what? The one true God, right? That's the main point there. And then what are you supposed to do in relation to that one true God? What, what's your response to that one true God? To worship him? Or in this case, that, that worship is, the word that's, that's used is love with, with all your heart, soul, and strength, right? With all of your everything, right? So Annie, what does the word love mean? really hard question um well in the shema the hebrew word that love is is ahava and it's the love that refers to everything it's how you love god how god loves you um how you would love your parents or your siblings or a friend or chocolate in your or case or chocolate yes right that's a, that's Are you supposed one. to love God the same way you love chocolate? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's close. Yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> Which one are you supposed to love more? God. God, all right. Some days, some days maybe not so much. Yeah, understood. I get it. Okay, so the word love in Hebrew works a lot like the word love in English. So I love you, right? I can say that. Okay. And I love chocolate. I can say that. Right? I love ice cream. Do you love ice cream? Yes. Yes. I've, I met somebody one time that did not love ice cream. It was weird. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Then, I, then take them to Orange Leaf and you get to eat both of them. Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. God gave us words so that we can tell people if we do like something or we don't like something, right? And the word, one word that he gave us is the word love, and it applies to a whole lot of things in life, but the biggest love of our lives should be God, God right? And so this is what I think is so important about this little phrase in the Bible. Moses wrote this right before he passed away. And so he was sort of trying to write down everything that was important one more time before he went to be with God so that God's people would know what is most important. So the first thing he says in this passage is, your God is the one true God. He says it in a very Hebrew sort of way, but that's okay. Um, Your God is the one true God, therefore... You are to love. God is love. He created you out of love, and he wants you to love him like he has loved you. Yes, sir. God created love. And so, hmm, that's a good question. Did love always exist if God always existed? I would argue that it did. So that's, yeah. We're getting deep here. I like it. All right. But how about this, Ethan? God is the source of all love. Does that work? Yeah. He is the source of everything except for evil and sin. He's not the source of evil and sin. So, all right. 
So I think you get it. What's the most important thing we do in relation to the one true God? Eat chocolate? It's close. But the most important thing we do is worship God by loving him with all of our hearts, all of our souls, and all of our might. Can I pray with you guys before you go to Hope for Kids? All right. Dear God, thank you for these beautiful children, for the love that you have placed inside each one of their hearts, and help them to love you with all of their hearts and all of their souls and all of their might each and every day of their lives. And Lord, I just pray as they study more of your word and hope for kids today that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit and lead them into a deeper understanding of your love for them through Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a great time and hope for kids. Bye. Music stand, that's kind of a tall order. Just a Bible. Lois will get you a music stand. Oh, look at that. Such a good mom. There you go. Solving problems. All right. So what are you doing up here? I have no idea. Okay. Um, so this summer, if you haven't been hanging around Hope, uh, our youth, during the spring semester of the school year, uh, each of our youth was, well, our youth group Bible study was studying an uh, ancient Hebrew scripture and prayer called the Shema, and each of our youth, our older youth for the most part, uh, were asked to pick one of the key words from the Shema and do a, a little bit deeper study on that word and then present the results of that study here with us on Sunday mornings. And so it's uh, last year when we did the Summer Youth Sermon Series, you had to go first because you were the pastor's daughter and I made you. Yeah. So this summer you get to go last, right? Because that's what you said. Like I'm going last this year. And so here we are and it's Annie's turn. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. <laughs> Good idea. Nice catch. Yeah. All right. Father God, thank you for your word. And we pray as we come before your word this morning that our hearts would pause before you and that you would take the burdens of our hearts, that we might be more free to encounter you here through your word today. We give you our sins and failures and disappointments, and we thank you for the forgiveness and mercy and grace that are ours in Jesus Christ. We lift before you those relationships in our lives that are strained, and we pray for your peace and reconciliation where it is needed. And Father, we lift before you those whom we know and love who are sick, and we pray your healing mercies over their bodies. And Lord, we uh, think of those who mourn, and we pray that you would comfort them. We lift up our nation and its leaders at every level of government, elected and appointed, pray that you would watch over them and lead them to decisions that are wise and discerning. And Lord, we lift up our men and women in uniform, 
We pray your protection over them. We pray especially for those who are in harm's way. We ask that you would bring them home safely. And Father, we lift up your church here at Hope and around the world. We think of those churches uh, in other countries that we support or other places that we support where there are missionaries serving to extend your grace into different parts of the world. We think of Paul and Elizabeth Branch in Guatemala and John and Diane Davis in Laredo, Texas, and Miguel and Tatiana Broche in Camajuani, Cuba, uh, Patchy and Marilyn Casada in Havana, Cuba, Robbie and Joyce Hamd in Beirut, Lebanon, and Mon Monica and Benjamin Bailey in the Middle East. And we just pray your blessing over each of those ministry couples as they serve you. Uh, may their hearts be refreshed and may your word go forth through your servants and not return to you empty. We pray the same for your work here at Hope, that you would be glorified through what we do here today and every day. We just pray you'd be with us now by the presence and power of your Holy Spirit. Speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, where do we start? Uh, great question. I think you're going to read a scripture for us. All right, so you're going to read the Shema for us in Hebrew, right? Oh, yeah. Um, or just English. Yeah, that's a better idea. Okay. All right, so this is from Deuteronomy chapter 6. You're going to read verses 4 through 9 for us. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your might. And these words that I command to you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You, sh you shall write them on the doorpo doorposts of your house and on your gates. All right. So before we sort of jump into your thoughts on one particular word, can you just kind of summarize the Shema for us. Yeah, so um, it, the Shema is like calling us to um, listen and obey God and most importantly love God with all that you are, all that you have um, and that and it closes it out by just saying like this should be every part of your life, like this should be on your heart at all times, like you should be loving God constantly, and yeah. Okay, so his word and his love should, should touch in, on every part of your life, whatever you do with your hands, whatever you think about with your mind, whatever you see with your eyes. Yeah. Okay, um, and what word did you pick? Uh, I picked ahava. Which means? Love. Good, all right. And you want to take us into the... Hebrew word ahava and some of its meanings as we find them in scripture? Yeah, so ahava is very general. It's a very general word for love. Um, it means all different kinds of love. Um, it's used to talk about like our love for God um, and God's and our love from God. Um, so how we love God, how God loves us. 
Um, it also is used to talk about brotherly love, romantic love, um, parental love. Um, it's also used somewhere. Um, what, what was that guy's name? Uh, most Americans pronounce it Hiram. Hiram, yeah. Pr um, it would be pronounced Hiram. Okay, so Hiram. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, it's used to like talk about like loyalty between allies, like um, just like the mutual like love and yes. respect. Yes. So the they the have for the other. citation there from First Kings five one. Yeah. Uh, this later, this sort of neighboring king who is an ally of David. David passes away. Solomon becomes king of Israel. And Hiram gives Solomon a gift because the Bible says Hiram loved David, Solomon's father. Yep. So it's it has a it can be used just for something as, as benign as political allegiance. Um, and could you I suppose could you say in Hebrew I Ahava chocolate? Yeah. 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 yeah, you could. It's a very general word, much like our word love. You know, oh, I love that sweater, and oh, I love you, honey. Mm -hmm. um, those mean actually two very different things, uh, but we use the same word. Yeah. And they have different strengths all within the range of that one word. So ahava is the general love. word for love yeah. in Hebrew. Um, and uh, there is another word for love in Hebrew, but it's it's most often used to describe God's love for us, yeah. and it would also translate sort of like the word grace, and that, that word, um, we'll see that word in one of our passages that we're going to cite, and I'll, I'll point it out to you when we get there, but um, okay, so it's a very general, has a very wide range of meanings and strengths yeah. in use, and so Ahava is sort of the central word in the Shema. Everything prior to Ahava is about God, mm -hmm. and everything after Ahava is about our yeah. response to God. Yeah. So uh, tell us how uh, the word Ahava relates or, or touches on our relationship to God. Take us through that. Um, so, yeah, okay, so... Um, in Jeremiah 31, 3, uh, it says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Um, so this is about God's ahava or love for us. And the word everlasting there, um, he touched on this in the children's chat that like God is love and God has always been. So love has no beginning. It has no end. Um, his love has just always been there, um, and he's just always loved us. Okay. And this is the verse that ahava is used both as a verb yeah. and as a noun. Uh, I have ahavad you, ahava is a verb, with an everlasting ahava is, is actually what it says in that passage um, where it's a noun. So I've, I've loved you with love. And, and that's the way Hebrew works when it wants to emphasize something. It will use the same word twice in the same sentence. And then interestingly, it says, therefore, I have continued my chesed for you, my um, loving kindness, my grace, my God lo God's love 
for his people. That word is, is not exclusively, but almost or predominantly used to describe God's love for his people. And so both of the Hebrew forms of love are there. Um, and it's just a, it's like a, a triple down on the, the concept of love. Um, so we are to know what? We're to know God's ahava for us. That's what, that's what God wants us to understand as his children. And its implications are? It's, it's not just like a feeling or um, like he doesn't just say it just to say it. Like it's an action. Um, it's unconditional. Uh, he shows it to us in everything that he does for us. Um, and it's mind-blowingly eternal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then you came across another passage in Deuteronomy chapter 10. Yeah. Will you take us into that one and show us how it informs our understanding of love? Yeah. So Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. Okay. Um, so this is taking, um, like, this is telling us to, like, take this love that, like, God has given us, and we need to flip it around, and we need to show it in our lives. So we need to show Ahava to God um, the way that he shows it to us. Okay. And there are a couple of components in this particular verse that are that tell us how we show love to God? Yeah. So by walking in his ways or serving him, and it goes back to what you see in the Shema is with your heart and your soul, um, just loving him with everything that you are, every part of your being. Um, and so you obey and serve him wholeheartedly. Okay. Um and that obey thing, are you are you pretty good at that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just about as good as you are. Great point. Great point. Um, I, I think... <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, I think that is the point, actually. Right? Like, we're terrible at this. Um yeah. And some of us, some of us may think that we're good at obedience, but we, we can turn obedience into an idol, and then the obedience becomes the problem. Yeah. And my point is not that we're to not obey, right? But it's, it's where the obedience comes from that is the most important heart if if we obey God for the wrong reasons um, it's no different than disobeying God right I mean the consequences might not be as bad but um, you know I guess what I love about Moses and the way he rolls this out in this part of God's word is that he always drives it back to the heart and to the love that comes out of our hearts that we're to sort of demonstrate or show that that it, we're driven 
from the heart by the love of God. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and then there's another aspect to our call to Ahava that you brought out using yeah. a verse from Leviticus. Yeah, so Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Okay. Um, so this is, again, taking the love that we receive from God, and we are to show that Ahava to others. Um, we are to put everyone else before ourselves. We're, we're to put everyone else first and put love um, into action. So again, it goes back to love isn't just a feeling, it's an action. Love takes form, um, and we should be constantly and actively showing it. Okay, very good. Um, so that's, that's the basic, I think you, you captured well the sort of the general wide-ranging uses of ahava, the, the fact that God's ahava for us should not just be um, uh, sort of held on to, but it needs to be turned over and expressed back to God and then to others. And then I think the final question that I want us to address, and I, I actually love the way you, you got into this part of it, um, but how does that, that central key word in the Shema of love, how does that relate to the cross? How does that prepare us for what we find on the cross? Yeah, so um, when we were studying this together, we came across 1 John chapter 4, 13 through 21. You want me to read this whole thing? Do it. All right. Um. And... Can I just say, like, I, I haven't seen her get this excited about a Bible verse in a really long time. Um, and Thanks. Well, I mean, when do we see each other get excited about Bible verses? I don't know. I don't know. We don't you talk about You probably see it, me do it all the time. But, um, uh, 30 minutes. 30 minutes at a time, yes. But it was just fun to kind of, you know, you had this, this, challenge in front of you of relating the, this old Hebrew word to the cross, and then we came across this verse, and you kind of like were fired up. You were like, I love this. So read it for us. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is so, are also, are, also are we in, the, in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he ha has seen, cannot love God 
whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Or his sister. No, just brother. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so this is a New Testament passage, doesn't use the word ahava because they're not writing in Hebrew, but yeah. the person who wrote it, uh, the Apostle John, was Jewish, mm-hmm. and he spoke and probably thought in Hebrew, yeah. um, and so his thinking, even though it's written in Greek, is very... Jewish, <laughs> okay. Uh, he he looks at the word uh, the word love much like a, a Hebrew person would look at the word ahava, yeah. and he brings out some of the same aspects that we saw brought out from those Old Testament verses. But it's all it's all sort of coming from the cross. So yeah. take us into what John wants us to know about love. Um. So. It starts off by telling us, um, like, talking about how we, like, we abide in God, and in return, God abides in us. Um, so, and it says that anyone who, um, like, confesses the Son of God, who believes in the cross, um, that Jesus died to save our sins, um, like, then God abides in us, and we abide in God. Um, the same way that it says, if you love God, then God abides in you, and you abide in God. So it connects there how, like, Jesus dying on the cross was in love. And if you understand that love, then you understand the cross. And if you understand the cross, then you understand that love. It goes hand in hand. Um, so you're to open your heart to the sacrifice of the Son. Good. So John brings out first that that one component of knowing God's love, which begins with opening our hearts to the sacrifice of his son, who is the person who put Ahava into action, into action and, and not just re- any action, but ultimate yeah. action. He gave his, his life. Um, and we're to take that Ahava and put it in our hearts. In our hearts put it into action in our lives. Okay. So there's the the knowing God through the work of his son and then there's this other knowing of God's love that John refers to that comes out of uh, the talk talk about that. He sort of starts the passage with these thoughts. It's right there. Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, so that's back to the abiding um so opening your heart to the indwelling of the spirit so opening your heart to god um the way he opens his heart to you yes um and um he allows god's love to rest in you yes and there's this beautiful sort of two-sided aspect to this you know you abide in him he abides in you um the spirit allows God's love to rest within us. And he allows you to rest in God's love. And allows us to rest in God's love. There's this dual abiding that's pretty awesome. Um, And so there's the knowing part, if you will. Yeah. And John brings that out quite powerfully. And then there's also the showing 
part, John doesn't think it's enough to just know about God's love. It has to make a difference first to ourselves and then to others. And so uh, talk about that uh, call to show for a moment. Yeah, so um, it calls us to free our hearts and um, apply it, apply God's love in your life first. Um, so it talks about how um, if we if we have fear, um, mm-hmm. then we have not. I w- I really loved the wording like the perfected love, because that's that was just God. Like God is perfected love, um, and so like free our hearts from fear, um, from the day of judgment, from judgment. Um, yeah. Yeah, perfect love casts out fear. There's so many like little pithy quotable quotes in this passage. Um, But perfect love casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment. Um, You know, we we may have confidence on the day of judgment. Um, So there's this this call to express God's love by sort of letting our hearts be free. There's this we show God's love by living in freedom from mm-hmm. the heart. Um, and then here's your little uh, phrase that I liked that you used when we were just talking through this, um, that we have to flip it. Flip it. Oh, okay, good. All right, good. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we were just talking about everything that God has done for us in love, yeah. the, the sacrifice of his son, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the way that those two um, elements of God's love literally transform who we are, and then we're not just supposed to sit on that. Yeah. Um, so we're supposed to flip God's love. We're supposed to see the love and understand the love that he shows us, and we're supposed to imitate it. Um, we're supposed to take what he's shown you and spread it around. This goes back to Leviticus chapter 19, maybe? Yeah, Levi- yeah, Leviticus chapter 19. Um, like, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Um, so just taking what you have learned from God and how he loves and loving people like that. Good. And then I, I we'll, we'll sort of close with this. I had fun um, watching you and... You know, there's all this in the passage that John wrote and that we have from First John. Um, there's all this language about he abides in you and you abide in him, and there's this you know sort of reciprocal. And you were you probably tried six different ways to to phrase that, and it was just kind of fun. It it, it never it never works, but then at the very you know like you finally nailed it. I wrote that down. I've got it in parentheses on your piece of paper. I thought this was good. Oh, this whole thing? Yes, that whole oh. thing. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I just need to set this up with, you know, she's like, if you if you love God, then you love the way, no, if you love the way God, no, wait, if you, and she's just like six or seven, she's just trying to like put her mind around this this thought, and then finally, this comes out. If you love the way God loves, 
then love the way God loves. Boom. Ha-ha. If you love the way that God loves, love the way that God loves. See, see how she did that? Yeah. She, like, repeated the same thing, but it means something a little different. I like that. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, Annie. Anything else you want to say? Like how awesome your dad is or anything like that? No. It's a good time to compliment your mother. You're beautiful, Mom. Very good. Well done. All right. I agree. Kiss up. You want to close? You want to close? You want to close this in prayer? Um, maybe. Can I end it? Hey, you know the baker's daughter ought to be able to make cookies. I'll hang up. You can dial. You can close us in prayer. You're the pastor's daughter. Come on. Really? Yeah, I trust okay. you. Okay. Hey, God, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for bringing us all together to spend time in your word and to worship you. Um, thank you for getting me through this. Um, I pray that you can be with us all in, our, in this next week um, and that we can love the way that you love. Um, thank you for the way that you love us. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, one other thing. Um, th does that hurt? when I Are those bruises? Do I need to get you new knee pads for volleyball? You're leaving? I'm leaving. Okay. Well, if you need a new knee, pad, knee pads, let me know. Keep them humble.
Good morning. My name is Terry Thill. I'm an elder here at Hope Church. We've come to the offertory time of our service. Uh, we don't pass a plate, but we do have a box in the back if you'd like to give. Please take advantage of that. This is a time. Um, well, oh, this is. We also have a prayer team in the back. If you'd like to pray s with someone or pray for someone, please take advantage of that in the back corner by the pew here. Uh, this is a time where we like to meditate for a moment on the message that we received today. And uh, so basically, uh, the gist of what I heard this morning is that, Kathy, you're beautiful. Okay. I also heard that uh, uh, God's love and obedience and chocolate. I heard a lot of chocolate, and I'm a big chocoholic. So as a matter of fact, my wife has weaned me off of milk chocolate to dark chocolate. So I feel like I'm closer to God. Uh, <coughs> I'm not sure if how medical that is or whatnot, but... Uh, no, I really enjoy the summer because the, the youth come up here and uh, uh, basically share with us uh, their life. And um, to watch them grow up in front of our eyes, it's, it's really exciting to do that. And this morning, Annie, thank you very much for uh, sharing uh, a little bit of uh, your spiritual growth with us. It's been fun watching you grow up. And it's going to be fun watching to see what you do with your life. And um, love. I think that's a question that all of us ask all the time. What is it? And um, and what I heard this morning, you know, as I get older and I understand a little bit more about love and I see it, you know, Annie, it's really great that you're studying it now and you're getting a head knowledge of love. And you've seen love. Everyone's seen love. And as you get older and you understand it more and you see it in action, it really gives your life purpose and meaning. And um, it's it's fun watching that and seeing it. Uh, where I've seen it is, you know, in, in how God has loved us and then loved others through us. You know, in this church, you've heard me say many, many, many times about how um, it's what gets you up in the morning when you see what God has done in someone else's life or what God has done in your life or how God use you to help someone else. That's, I think that's why we're here. And um, it's a privilege and honor to, to be involved in y'all's life. You know, all, all that you've helped me through, and I hope I can help you through that. And, and um, I think that's the crown that we're to throw at God's feet. So as the music plays, think about that. Think about your own love, uh, the spiritual growth, the knowledge, the heart. We're made. God love made us to love and be loved. So, so close your eyes, and um, as the music plays, listen to God. Listen to him and how he loves you. And then I'll close us in prayer. Father God, thank you for loving us. Father God, you made us to love, and you made us to be loved, and to love through us. Father, it's a lifelong journey. Love is what we seek. Love, love is why we wake up in the morning, every morning, to see, hoping that we'll see. And if we look 
heart enough, and if we listen long enough, we will see that God right before our very eyes in our families, in our church. Father, we ask you to guard our hearts and to fill it with that love and show it to a world stand and close our service together in song.
God's love defines everything. The Bible tells us that it was love that compelled him to create, to begin the process of bringing about the souls that would be the beneficiaries of his love. God has loved for eternity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, never without love. And so that love, that mind-blowingly eternal love is yours in Jesus Christ. And so as you go into the week ahead, which will not be filled with love all the time, know that there is a love that redefines who you are and how you live, and that the author of that love sends you from his presence today with his blessing. Open your hearts and lift your heads and take the blessing of the Lord with you into the week ahead. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. May you go in his peace.